The acronym STEM was introduced in 2001 by scientific administrators at the U.S. National Science Foundation. I mean, the call for STEM, what we know about it today, it harkens back to the space race in 1957 with Russia. Our, you know, governmental leadership wanted us to get ahead of what was happening already. This movement was revisited by President Obama to seize a modern moment for our youth to put to put STEM learning as a priority of 21st century skills learning. STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. And working in nonprofit. We've learned that STEM kind of has more cachet than STEAM. Today on Unrepresented, a podcast that explores representation and inclusion, a variety of themes and platforms through the voices of those working on the front lines of equity, we're going to be talking about STEM versus STEAM. Why is one valued more than the other? This episode is sponsored by Serious Logic. SiriusLogic is a leader in low-power, high-precision mixed-signal processing solutions that create innovative user experiences for the world's top mobile and consumer applications. Let's build something new together. Learn more at www.sirius.com. I welcome today Sylvia Butanda, Deputy Executive Director of Latinitas. Hey, Sylvia. Hey, Laura. I feel like you have a little more of the uh, introduction of STEAM. You want to share a little bit for those who are not familiar what STEAM is as compared to STEM? Sure, yes. So STEAM has been more of a focus in the past several years, making it, integrating it into STEM education. The government itself developed a congressional STEAM caucus and the Every Student Succeeds Act of 2015 which included the arts and music as part of a quote-unquote well-rounded education. So there's still a lot of conversations around what arts actually means in STEAM, how to implement it in classrooms, and how to implement it in professional development. But I think we can all agree that it is valuable to not just girls as young as nine, like the ones that we work with, but professional-aged people that are going to use these artistic processes and and mindsets and in any industry that they seek to pursue. Yeah, and I'm glad we kind of got the base definitions behind us about what these two fields of study are, how they're applied to education, because, you know, you and I have worked in the trenches of actually delivering this form of education to adolescents, girls, sometimes their families. And we know, as many of our peers do in any kind of you know 21st century education, you can't really have STEM without STEAM and really STEAM without STEM. There's some sort of lens that is put on both and making one seem more valuable than the other, more of a, a success outcome. If you're doing STEM, you're doing something more serious. So I just want to start up like I, I personally think if you know in the in the kind of the views of how people define STEAM and STEM. I, I feel like they, STEM, they make it, it's very masculine, very like older man. I feel like it's taken more seriously where STEAM, if it was a person, I feel like she's much more artsy and creative. And then I feel like it's not perceived as something positive. I feel like it's seen as something more flighty. What's your take? 
I think that there's a misconception that if someone decides to pursue arts, um, that it's it's diluting the value of STEM if you integrate arts into it. It's really not about creating more artists. I, I think it's just it's implementing these very valuable skill sets that an artistic mindset does have, and it can be incorporated into any any industry, but especially STEM, that really does call for creative people, critical thinkers, effective communicators. That's all part of what you learn in the arts. I, I'm totally in agreement with you. And, and I feel not guilty, but I'm, I am aware that I put gender on them and, and, and in the terms of in a very sexist way, as if one was, you know, a gender that's taken more seriously or has more privilege than the other. But I, yeah, I stand by that thing that STEAM sounds like it has less homework. And I feel like I'm speaking from the point of view of like having to convince funders in the nonprofit sector that STEAM is as serious and as crucial as their perception of STEM. And then on the other end, I, I feel like when... When STEAM isn't taken as seriously as STEM, then it makes STEM sound so stuffy and so utility, like it has no soul. And like there, there's like no creativity in, in doing STEM and doing science and technology and engineering and math. And that when you say that that A gives it heart, that creative part. But again, I'm putting a lot, I'm laying a lot of lenses on it. It only comes from my frustration that I do believe regarding the financial support that programs need to deliver this either kind of education, they're really the same thing. One does get valued over the other. But tell me, I know you did a little homework on, you know, the impact of STEAM education and also just how it is crucial to integrate into programs, particularly like programs that we run where we're working with underrepresented communities. Yeah, I definitely have a lot to share as far as the benefits. The first being, and it's the whole purpose of this podcast, is representation in the STEM industry. I think that the benefit of integrating arts and STEM is that it really does address the lack of diversity, equity, inclusion in STEM-related fields of traditionally underrepresented groups. So women identifying Black, Latinx, Hispanic, Indigenous people of color, people with disabilities, LGBTQIA plus community. I mean, STEM is explored through the arts and design thinking projects, project-based learning, and it just makes it more appealing and accessible for students who might not have been interested in this industry before or might not have even known about the career possibilities when you combine arts and, and sciences and technology. So it really just does move that needle forward and making sure we do have these well-rounded professionals from diverse backgrounds entering these innovative industries. Another benefit of arts is that it's a universal language and mindset. I mean, we can all and should speak the language of the arts and practice habits of the artistic mind. Um, as again, it is common and relevant in any industry. Every industry seeks professionals who are creative, innovative, and I mentioned this before, but critical thinkers and effective communicators who produce, respond, connect on a deep level when it comes to solving real world problems. 
the benefit of arts in the classroom, and this is something that we definitely implement with Latinitas programs, it's arts can be an effective currency for students that may struggle with traditional academics and classroom structure, providing just this alternative method where students can draw, design, sculpt, perform, collaborate, creatively express themselves, and that can support their success. And just related to that too, of a child or teen's development, the benefit of the arts there is that they are learning about themselves. They're identifying and processing their culture and identity in addition to these big real world problems and having them think about the solutions is empowering for them to be able to express their perspectives and ideas. And finally, the A in STEAM, it doesn't strictly have to be the virtual arts and design. It can really be just a student getting involved in their community as a volunteer, as a participant of extracurricular activities like Latinitas or a sports team, or just any other environment where they can meet with peer with their peers and express their ideas. All of these experiences provide learning moments that benefit their development as the next generation of thriving, well-rounded professionals, which is going back to the whole purpose of the A in STEM. You nailed it. I was like, what she said, uh, especially the un, like unrepresented groups, you know, we get very heavily focused on gender identity and cultural identity. And I mean, just the numbers are not there. So if STEM is who it should really be, and it acknowledges its creative side and its, uh, you know, need for diverse points of view, well, you know, why isn't it attracting all genders, all races, people who are able-bodied or not? You know, we've talked about this a lot. The language is very much like, also, you have to join it. You have to get into it. This is a club for you to belong to. I think women comprise 29% of the STEM workforce. And then you look at like women of color, like Black women is like something like down to 2% of the STEM workforce. Um, and maybe Latinas are in, say, in that same ballpark. And that's just one segment, right? Clearly, that rhetoric and where it's coming from is having impact, saying you have to figure out how to navigate and get in here. And maybe that may call for you toning down who you are. And so we always talk about that and how we have created a space for STEM ex- exploration again, which is really STEAM exploration, but on the terms of like, no, this isn't something you have to join. This is something that's already like intertwined in your, in your identity. And, and we've talked about, you know, we always share how, uh, how most of these, you know, technologies and origins of STEM come from indigenous communities. And then also many of these findings and progress in science, tech, engineering, were done by women and there was no credit to them. I and mean, we've learned that watching movies like Hidden Figures and seeing all the women, they were the engineers and they were the human calculators responsible for the space launch or someone like, you know, Grace Hopper for, you know, developing the original coding languages. Marie Curie, I mean, you know, the, her research on radium at the expense of her own life. So yeah, it's not that they're not there and they're not in the club. Yeah, no one is recognizing that they're there. 
And to me, again, that, that gives STEM a very problematic reputation. That's why I get all bristly when <laughs> there are countless articles. How do we get fill in the blank to explore STEM? And on our end, I feel like we're always saying, how do we get the originators of these articles to recognize they're already there? <laughs> they're just maybe not getting their due diligence in, in recognition. Yeah, and I think just the message that you need to learn math, science, engineering, these very hard technical skills. Yes, that is very useful. And the tech sector definitely does want to hire applicants with specialization in various STEM skills, but it's important to be an excellent communicator and proficient writer and someone who brings creative ideas and works well with the team. And all of that is rooted in, in STEAM education. According to the research in the arts, to develop students that are well-equipped for the future, educators, parents, Employers, they must nurture, quote unquote, soft skills like creativity, persistence, communication and collaboration. So, yeah, in addition to like just this lack of representation, the messaging for students is with STEAM is that, yes, these skills are just as important as learning how to code or how to be proficient in math. Like all of this is it's just all part of the equation of, uh, you know, your potential success and development. You know how I'm always conspiratorial, Sylvia? I do feel like some of those STEAM skills, there may be higher excellence, you know, maybe in certain gender categories. Like, I mean, often creativity and invention are, you know, come out of necessity or come out of having to navigate alternative paths. And so frankly, maybe less represented groups you know, are intimidating with that creativity. And so there may be some other forces at work to diminish how powerful the A is because there was a fear, right? That, oh, well, then I'm going to be on the same level as a woman or a gay man or, you know, someone who is of Asian descent. I'm going to have to share the, the status with them. The answers are there. I think I also get fed up with that. Again, those articles those calls to actions, those panel discussions, how do we get more so-and-sos into STEM when there are things that are working? Like, I, I love what our friend at a fellow nonprofit says, like, if you don't have the creative part or the why, well, of course, certain communities are not going to get excited about a, you know, a, a scientific or an engineering project. But if you put a why in there, they show up big time. He kind of feels like some of these more utility jobs like coding, just straight coding without a purpose is like essentially ditch digging. It's just mindless work, right? But then once you put in, well, this is going to you know, create some strategies on eliminating poverty or this is going to you know, have some end game in helping in climate change. Well, then, you know, people are into that. I mean, we see that firsthand. I remember reading about the University of Michigan was having trouble filling computer science classes with, you know, attracting uh, females, uh, Latinos, Black. As soon as those classes define some sort of mission, some passion purpose, like attacking poverty, you know, 70% of the class was non-white male. It doesn't take, you know, STEM to figure out 
how to get people into STEM. <laughs> like it's not, it's not rocket science. It's there's lots of solutions. When I was talking about that, were you thinking about things that we've seen with girls and having them like address like a higher STEM project, but with their own style? Yes, uh, dozens, hundreds of examples. But yeah, like at our seasonal conferences, like Startup Chica, Future Chica, these one day events where girls come together and develop businesses and products that solve an issue in their community or a global issue, climate change and sustainability practices, hunger, poverty, homelessness. These girls take these really big issues and amongst themselves just create these innovative solutions and incorporate digital media, digital literacy and technology elements into their projects and presentations. And while doing that, they're also learning about what it means to be a courageous leader, how to properly pitch an idea, how to work well with others, and how to confidently express themselves. Other examples, I mean, students have explored 3D printing to create bracelet charms. They've tried their hand at sound engineering and DJing, just getting the, an additional perspective of just how music production is made and you know how that fits into their interests. And then they have created stop motion and animated short films. Um, so it's a very artsy project, but they are applying these technical skills. Chicas Roboticas, the Latinitas robotics team, they have to use coding and think like an engineer to create an effective strategy, but they also have to think like a designer or have a design thinking mindset to that too. And that's rooted in art. So at Latinitas, we definitely leverage the arts as an effective tool for students to understand STEM concepts and apply them to real world challenges and issues that are very relevant to them and their backgrounds. Yeah, the girls explore their natural artistic talents and instincts. And just like I said before, they practice these artistic processes like presenting, performing, producing, responding, and connecting. Yeah, I think you said that early on, like that thing, it's the single currency, right? For them to be able to express their intelligence. Maybe they're, you know, struggling with a learning disorder or attention deficit. But if you can draw it or you can, like you said, sculpt it, you can film it, if you can storyboard it you were able to get to the maybe that higher level, that technology part. And then, then we can graduate to editing or, you know, using those kind of online platforms. I even like, I mean, it ties in, there's, you know, it has some like real world impact. If we did something with um, Eco Chica, like just really teaching girls how to incorporate using some technological tools to explore nature, giving them just some expertise on recognizing things on trails safety, design, being outdoors. And again, that ties into like the bigger picture. They're going to take that and they're going to explore spaces that are, you know, that we hear about that aren't typically traversed by Latinitas and, and Latinitos. It, it definitely could translate even to just, yeah, where people engage their free time and, and how they kind of tackle the outdoors. I, I think, uh, Again, I can't, I can't stress enough also how exciting it is that there is attention to, I guess, the true origins of how things have evolved in science and math and technology and engineering. 
that there were a lot of unrecognized voices or that we made someone real monolithic like George Washington Carver did things with peanuts. And, you know, and that's really oversimplifying the genealogical advancements that he created or HBO depicted, you know, why, why we know what the helix DNA is, that these came from actual persons. There's scientific advancement that has come on the backs of persons of color, women, and not the most pleasant ways. So I still feel like STEM has some apologizing to do, you know, treating STEM as a person. I almost feel like STEM needs to step out of the way for STEAM. I feel like a lot of what we do is sometimes riding on that. Why do we have to package what is really like high-level STEM learning, STEAM learning, as we have to define it as STEM in order to make it acceptable? to companies, funders. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? You think that it that there will be an end days for STEM and steam will rise from the ashes? I think now it's just based off of guest speakers and keynotes that the students have had in our programs. These girls are are hearing from these very notable women in in STEM right now and their journeys have not been linear and their journeys have incorporated arts and from what I've seen and from what I've heard from their stories it's never been this traditional I'm going to study computer science and then go to this you know tech role and then this tech role sometimes the most impactful stories come from women or, or people that did not go down these traditional paths of a traditional STEM career. The girls are learning that it's valuable to step outside of your comfort zones and explore something artistic or creative that may not be in the traditional wheelhouse of STEM, but it will benefit them as, as an innovator and as a designer. Because ultimately, too, we want the girls to be not just consumers of technological products or you know innovative industries what they're putting out but we want them to be at the head of those tables of the design tables and incorporate their perspective and their innovation so I think it's yeah important to understand that too that it's just it's more common now from what I've seen uh, to just kind of go outside the box of what is considered a STEM career or a STEAM career. That be it to see a thing is like, it's it's so crucial, like more crucial than maybe a lot of what we do. I started as computer science. I just know if there was one woman in the department, it would have probably been a game changer for me. And I had nice male professors, but I had a couple that were really challenging. And I'm, you know, 20 years old. So I'm like, I want to go where I'm feeling joy and like accepted and encouraged. Yeah, that be it to see it is like, you can't, and, and I love that we do that. And I love the possibilities of what's, what it's manifesting. And I like the group thing too. Like I think, I think early on in you know, studying computer science, it, there were some partner projects, but then as you got higher up, they became more singular. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things we do with the girls is that they can work together they have to ask each other questions. There's a lot of stuff that even our instructors might be learning as they go. And so them providing that information for each other. And then, like you said, that magic 
of, cause it's hard. I mean, this is also recognizing these are hard concepts, computer programming, you know, civil engineering, you know, medicine. These are really, there's a lot of studying involved. There's a lot of self-discipline, but knowing that what's on the other side of the obstacle, right? Like the game, like, oh, all right, now I did it. It was a little messy. It was a little touch and go. Um, and, the, and the feeling on the other side. You know, I'm obsessed, like just hitting that thing again, like how can we recognize more what is STEM and STEAM that, you know, whether you're talking about indigenous cultures, whether you're talking about what's going, you know, currently in culinary arts, like that you're looking at everything that the chocolate, you know, that was designed by Mayans, the how farming was done, you know, in pre-Columbian times, that, you know, net fishing in by the Tainos in Puerto Rico, that they, there's a huge history there. I'm always braggy about Latinitas because we do turn the lens on things, right? You know, we have our media side and how important that is. Because you want to know, I mean, the whole idea of the singular hero and pioneer is very literary, you know, in the literary sense, inspiring. But in reality, it sucks to do stuff by yourself or, you know, everything by yourself. Some things are nice by yourself. And then I was going to add, I, I watched Baking Impossible with my family. And this is like engineering combined with bakers. And I feel like it's the perfect illustration of why we got to take steam seriously. Cause it's, it, the projects can't be completed without both party, like all those components together. It recognizes like how steam and stem come in all these different forms. So you watched it. Did you see it? I haven't seen that, but I was thinking of just the, the beauty industry and makeup and how that is an extremely sought after and creative field, but it definitely does incorporate a lot of STEM too. I mean, you think about special effects, like makeup special effects in movies, like that is chemistry, <laughs> that is assessing, you know, how much solution you need to create this effect of you know this prosthetics and there's a lot involved in that that's not just slapping something together <laughs> it takes a lot of engineering to do that yeah i think again if i could go back to my old self i would say keep doing computer science you know because it came back it's like you were saying some people start out in those fields and then they go you know in a kind of a very untraditional route i did not become a programmer but look i'm right back here facilitating programs that teach programming right like the technological stuff never really went away um but it, it there is a lot of what ifs it for you know a lot of people that maybe what if you were encouraged and the, the climate was more accepting of all people into STEM fields? What would have happened then? Because I, I remember switching to journalism and kind of observing, uh, you know, kind of objectively looking at journalism as a default, you know, major for really scientific thinking women, you know, very female. I think I only had two guys in you know, most of my classes. Uh, and yet, you know, to be a good journalist, you have to really interview well and making sure you have all the points of view 
and all the evidence before you even begin to compose your story, audio piece, you know, broadcast news piece. So like, I felt like there might've been a lot of default scientists in there that just, it was much more, it was a much more female friendly space. Is there like a scientist underneath the surface that maybe didn't get her 100% cultivation? I don't think so. I guess the thing about STEM and arts is that they both, they're limitless. They're both about adding new ideas and and approaches to problems and, and finding unique solutions. So like for me, I didn't really dive deeper into like my interest in sciences, I went more the arts route, it it was still valuable for me to do that. Because like I said, they're both, they both have depth to them, they both can be explored limitlessly. And in both arenas, you're just you're tasked with challenging yourself to think outside the box. You do you have to be curious. I do think you're a prag, what's the word pragmatist? You, you're very pragmatic, right? Which is really useful, it's particularly in leadership. You have to be able to kind of pull what's going on and then like we have to move forward with a decision. And I, to me, that's very similar indicative of like, you know, like a scientific mind, right? It's like I'm going to, again, pull all the data and, and then I'm going to come up with a, you know, a, a using evidence, the best possible solution. And so... Again, it goes back to that, like, are you right brain, left brain? No, we're just, we're just brainy brained. I I don't think, you know, some of our friends who are creating jewelry or creating their own fashion lines are not, not incorporating the traditional tenets of STEM every day, right? Right. Geometrics, the physical design that you have to do. It would be nice. If society would reflect that same enthusiasm, I think it's it's just time. You know, it, it happens sometimes like in video game design where you see the the Venn diagram of, of arts and and 21st century technologies like at its at its most crystallized form. But there's so much more going on uh, in music production. It, even in like linguistics, like I was always kind of curious about linguistics, which is really like the science of even just, yeah, like expression, language. I think we're in the right place, Sylvia. I think we're at the, <laughs> the right place at the right time. And like I said, I'm going to keep, I'm going to hold STEM accountable. I'm looking at them. I'm not going to give STEM a gender, be gender specific with STEM. I've been doing that for too long. And I'm going to be watching to see it embrace its whole identity, right? It's, I feel like when, when STEM is finally, can, it just can be set at its steam, I will feel like it is fully actualized as, a, as a, an institution. And then we'll stop having these stupid articles of like, how do we get, how do we get girls? How do we get Latinas to code? We are. They are. We did. They did. Yeah, I mean, I would say if if there's a question of just if you are an educator or someone who is working with students or even professionals and you're asking yourself just how do I 
incorporate this or implement this into my methods of teaching or facilitating. I mean, just look at the people that are in the organizations that are doing the work already and really model what they're doing. I mean, obviously us, Latinitas, but really any other organization in your community that is prioritizing STEAM as the way to encourage students of all backgrounds to explore this as a career or an, or just as initially as an interest. Because like I always say, just you never know what's going to manifest from these activities and these, these programs um, where students are tasked to use their talents and their skills to, to work together and create solutions and unique ideas. Like that is powerful in itself. So I would say just if guidance is needed, look at where it's actually happening. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, and, and STEM is political, like where our water comes from, how it flows back and forth. I remember a friend's husband is a, a geologist and and then he has to incorporate some geography too, but he's a geologist. So he's studying minerals, composition, and and, and he was specializing in water and we get so much water from Mexico in the United States and so there's more to it than just the actual science and like how who has what and how there's exchanges going on there's ecosystems happening everywhere and and there's usually a lot of generosity coming towards the United States in that way and so and then also knowing yeah like where are we mining from where are we getting our food sources I think all this stuff is like really fascinating and then I think when STEM is portrayed in one singular way it just takes away from you know it's got a spiritual side too STEM is not you know (laughs) two-dimensional and and that inner yeah we have an inner connectivity with when people go into those fields we want to we want a lot of different people going into this field and that's I mean we're definitely tasked to do it and we're getting it done and even more so because all those like diverse and divergent voices are going to, they're making a big difference in how we're going to be living in the next 20, 30, 50, 100 years. Well, again, you know, unrepresented. You always think it's going to be, uh, you know, a, just a discussion about who's working on the front lines of equity, all the different platforms, for, you know, and you think in these very, sometimes concrete terms of, of media or technology, but really it, it shows up everywhere. It's, you know, again, representation matters. We always say that. And it, and it matters in, in terms of like the world's ecosystems as well. Again, we're not getting all the stories. We're getting a lot of those really challenging stories of like communities that are feeling helpless in what's happening, but we're not getting the other, the balance of the other stories of those individuals working in science, technology, engineering, and math that are, are making huge social and, and scientific changes for the better good. Well, who knew the conflict of whether to use the word STEM or STEAM when describing scientific, technological, engineering, and math learning could, could really tie back to, to equity at its core and how we value the communities that you know cleave to STEM or showing up in STEM, cis white males. 
as compared to the, you know, the greater makeup of STEAM academics or STEAM careers, women, people of color, gender diverse persons, you know, we, we value these two bastions in many ways in how we value those communities, those separate communities. I want to harken back to the beginning of this interview. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, where the STEM acronym came from and the National Science Foundation. It actually was originally called SMET, not STEM. And SMET sounds weird, but it also, it, it takes itself less seriously than STEM does. So at one point, STEM wasn't so serious. And quote unquote STEM and how it's perceived and presented you know, continues to have a reputation for being more difficult to learn, more exclusive to be a part of, and a real atmosphere that has not proved welcoming uh, to women, gender diverse people, people of color. I mean, this whole, you know, look you have STEM, it's just, it's really unfortunate because, you know, not only is it limiting innovation and opportunity by not having, you know, not being welcoming of diverse viewpoints, But, you know, because learning to be a DJ, editing cinema, and other artsier ventures that fall under what now is defined as STEAM, really at their core, they are STEM. This is you, STEM. I love personifying STEM in this interview. You know, Latinitas toils with using the word STEM, which gets more, you know, credibility, definitely, uh, you know, the funders and the corporate partners that sustain Latinitas, they take STEM more seriously. At the same time, we are a STEAM organization, true and true. We say it at every podcast, representation matters everywhere, in media, public leadership, voting, and even in academic disciplines like STEM and STEAM. Why aren't funders, the media, and overall society taking STEAM more seriously? We talked about it in this podcast, how STEAM is a a currency to academic and and professional development. I want to thank you for joining myself, Latinita CEO and founder, Laura Donnelly, and Latinita's Deputy Executive Director, Sylvia Butanda, for this episode of Unrepresented. And we get a chance to explore representation and inclusion through a variety of themes and platforms through the voices of those working on the front lines for equity. And, you know, we at Latiditas are doing that. And we hope this discussion and even challenging the notion that these are two separate entities is just one step closer to dismantling this mythological value of STEM over STEAM.